0: Right, so in Parashat Vayeshev, we start the story of Yosef Ve'echav. Yosef Ve'echav is a long story, considered the longest story in Tanakh. When you say longest story, the story is something that consists of one plot that keeps taking it through different places. Ramavinu has many stories that tell us about him. We know the story about Arbat and Rachim Metach the story of Sodom. The stories are connected, but they're not one story. You don't need to read one to understand the other. The story of Yosef Ve'echav is a long story, a story that consists from Abu Parashat until the of Yosef Ve'Reshit, and from Perik. Um Until the end of Perek Knun, we learn about the story of Yosef, the story of how Yosef is sold to an Ebed Mitzayim and how from being sold to an Ebed Mitzayim, he rises up to kingdom. That story, first of all, it's a beautiful story with many, many plots and many, many twists. Not surprising that Broadway made a show off of this, uh, for the story. Um, but what I want to do with today is I want to ask a very simple question. What is the moral of the story? when we learn the story, we notice all the twists and we ask all these questions about the the different figures. Why are they doing? What are they doing? What are their motives? The basic question I want to ask is, what is the moral of the story? Through all of these Prakim, what is the Torah trying to teach us? I want to offer three different answers to this question. Answer number one is based off of the writings of Nechama and She writes that the moral of the story is to teach us the way that Hashem runs the world. It's called in Hebrew, the Sibatiut HaKfula, meaning that things happen for two different reasons. Things happen for a spiritual reason, and things happen because of free choice. Which means we have a problem. On the one hand, we have a world that is Mushgach. Hashem created the world. Hashem wants to make the world go in a certain direction. On the other hand, Hashem has given people free will. People are able to choose what to do, when to do, and they seem to be the ones in control. So how does Hashem work both of those together? How on the one hand, can Hashem make the world go to where He wants to go with enabling people to make their free choice? The answer to that is that it works together. That's a simple answer. That's what the Tanakh teaches us. The Tanakh teaches us is that it works. How does it work? The philosophers spent a long time explaining that. but Tanakh doesn't get into that question. The Tanakh presents it as it works. And that story of the is mamash Echav a proof for that idea, for this kind of theology that this works together. Where do we see that? We see it through the entire story. Everyone who works <laughs> Yosef chose the di Yosef chooses to be the ones who says bad things about the brother. The brother is the one that chooses to send Yosef to Mitzayim. Yesh Potiphar chooses to try and set him up because he won't be with her. And everyone chooses, but in the end of the day, Atzat Hashem hitakum. Atzat Hashem leads to that that in the end, Yosef is the one with Mishnah Melech Mitzayim. And things that seem to go against Yosef, Dafka work very well for him. We'll give a few examples for this idea. Um, for instance, in the beginning of Dafka, the next parasha, Yosef, uh, or sorry, in the end of uh, parasha, the beginning of parasha, now that Yosef is left for an extra two years in prison, why is he left for two more years in prison? Let's not the question why, but rather what does that lead to? That leads to that when Pa'o has his dreams, then we need to find Yosef. We need to know where he is. And then Salamashkim can come and say, look, I remember, that's in the beginning of Parashat Miket. That's what, uh, Sarav remembers exactly where Yosef is, and everything is done very, very quickly. He's brought right away to Melech Mitzrayim, and right away he tells Paol the solution to all of his dreams. What would have happened had Salamashkim not forgotten Yosef? What would have happened is Yosef would have got out of prison, and then what would have happened? He would have gone somewhere, where would he have been, now they're looking for him, what would have happened? It was in his best interest to be forgotten. Now, he was forgotten, so out of free will as well, which means that Salam mashkim didn't want to bring up Yosef, because when he does bring him up, he mentions it, it's dangerous to bring up Yosef, and therefore he forgot him, half willingly and half unwillingly. But in the end, it turned out to be for the benefit of Yosef. A second example. It seems to be the most important person in this story, and the person that we don't even know. That's in pasuk tevah. In terek la mezain, the Torah tells us, "Veimzeu ish bineito ebasadeh veishelo ish lemo matbakish." A man finds him, Yosef can't find his brothers. They're not in Shechem. It turns out they went further up north to Dutan, but he doesn't know this. He asks them, "Itachay nechema bakish hagida nali eforim roim?" And then the ish tells them, "Na seu mizekishamati omuy nerchad And Yosef goes. Now this Ish goes home and he doesn't realize that he has brought Am Yisrael to Mitzayim and he's the one that has started Sheabut Mitzayim and Etziat Mitzayim. Had Yosef not found this specific person, what would have happened? What would have happened is that this Yosef would have gone home, told his father, I can't find him. Eventually the brothers would have come back from Dotan and that's it. That's where the story would have ended. This ish is the one that caused everything to happen. Now he showed that worked out a free will. He saw a little a, little, a young child or a young man working on the Sadeh, looking for his brothers, and he helped him. But this man called the Tziat Mitzvah. Therefore Chazal, and Rashi brings it there, say that ish, and based on the Pasuk and Daniel, is ish Gavriel. Now this person, if it was an angel and not an angel, let's, when we look at Peshutosh Mika seems to be a simple person. But that's exactly what we said. People use their free will, and Hashem uses that free will to get his plan. And that was chazal say all this in the beginning of um again in the beginning of the story rashi brings it down as well which means it all comes from the nevuah that was told to avraham avinu avraham avinu was told and this is starting to fulfill that so we see here people on the one hand there's free choice on the other hand, Hashem leads the world exactly to the direction that He wants to lead it. Now, we'll, after, we'll add two more things onto this. The first thing I want to add is something that I've heard from Professor Yonig Osma. And he adds that if you look at Sefer Bereshit, it seems to be that the the way Hashem acts in the world, seems to be less and less imminent. Which means in the beginning of the book, we see Hashem Mamash running the world. And we see Hashem, He's the one building the world. And He's the one destroying the world, sending them a bull. And He's the one who... Um, tells Noach to build a Tevah, Heathen tells Noach to get out of Tevah, Hashem seems to be very, very, the Hashgahah seems to be very, very, um, imminent, very, very noticeable within the world. After that, Le'at, Le'at, we see people doing more and more. We see the Avot. Now, the Avot, Hashem talks to them directly. Hashem Abraham gets Nevot, Itzhak gets Nevot, and Yaakov gets Nevot. But in Suppose of Le'chah, um, the Hashgacha, um, the divine presence is less and less noticeable. So here we see the Tzach there's a dream. The way Hashem speaks to Joseph, the way Hashem speaks in this entire story, other than Tzai is through dreams. Which seems to be that um, the story is showing us that once Hashem is less and less imminent, then the Hashgachah works in different ways. Which means in the beginning of Sefer Bereshit, we saw the Hashgachah working in a very direct way, telling Abraham where to go, where not to go. But here, in the beginning, and the end of Sefer Bereshit, we see the Hashgachah working in a far less visible way. Work through our choice. It works through Hashem using our choices and using what we do in order to lead the world to where He wants the world to be. Second thing I'd like to add on to that: is another interesting point. And ask: Were the um, figures in the story? Did they know about this dual um, idea? Did they know that they're doing something that's actually bigger than that? Did they know that they're not only working as themselves, but they're part of a bigger plan? The answer at the beginning of the story: They definitely don't know. At the beginning of the story, they sell their brothers, Yaakov sends Yaakov Yosef to his brothers, the brothers sell them, no one realizes it. But over the course of the story, two people realize that they are doing something bigger here. Those two people are Yosef and Yaakov. Where do we see that? We see that, that when Yosef confesses to his brothers in Parashat Vayigash, in Parashat Vayigash, in Perak Memdalid, Yosef tells his brother, sorry, in Perak Hay, in Pasuk, yeah. Hey, Yosef tells him, after he says, I'm Yosef, your brother, אל <laughs> Yosef thinks that he has been sent to give his brothers food, to make them survive the seven years of the famine. Yosef realizes that this story includes something bigger. But Realizes that there's more than that. This isn't just about ra'av. This isn't just about sova. There's much, much more here. Where do we see that? When Yaakov Avinu goes down to Mitzrayim, we see that he is scared. Why is he scared? We can tell from what Hashem tells him exactly why he's scared. Hashem says, um, in Perik uh, Perik Memvav, we see Va'yisai israel in Pasuk Gimel. It says. Notice, Hashem is talking to Yaakov about the future. He's mentioning the future because that's what worries Yaakov. Yaakov realized this is the beginning of Galut Mitzrayim. This is the beginning of Kiyoum Brit bena B'Tarim. Yaakov Avinu is the first one to realize that this story includes much, much more than just a fight between brothers. That's the first answer I want to offer what the moral story is. The dual way that Hashem runs the world and the way that Hashem works with Khira world. We call the Sibatiyot Fula. The second answer I want to offer is an answer based off of Rabbi Sachs' book, Not in the Name of Mubarak, Not in the Name of God. And that is that this story, as a lot of Saffir Bereshit, deals with sibling rivalries. And Rabbi Sacks' shows in a beautiful way, is that sibling rivalries have been with us since the beginning of time. The first one we have, Cain and Heaven. The second one we have, um, Ishmael and Yitzchak. Afterwards we have Yaakov and Yitzchak, and then we have the 12 brothers fighting as well. And the rivalries continue and continue. But Rabbis Act shows that this isn't just a rivalry that keeps going in the same way, but rather there's a line. There's improvement every single time. Which means rivalry will always be. But the question is, can we deal with it in the correct way? Or can we not? Kain and Hevel, kind kills Hevel, that's the end of the story. Finished. Once Hevel is dead, we can't fix anything. The second story of Ishmael and Yitzchak ends with Ishmael being bashed in Midbar. We don't see any death, but we are and we don't see them together. Ishmael moves to the Midbar and Yitzchak stays in oil of Ra. we do see the meeting in the end where do we see the meeting? we see them when avraham dies we see them we do see them together only unfortunately when they're sitting shiva together but we do see them in the end with some sort of unity in yaakov and Esav, there we saw as big as a shiver as it was, as big as the fact that Esav wanted to be like I, and Esav said that he's going to kill Yaakov, He just went until died, and I will kill him. At the end, we see them making up, We see them making up very honestly. We see yeah, him, Esav running to him and hugging him and asking him to live together. So they don't end up living together. We definitely see them making up as brothers. Afterwards, the 12 brothers of Yosef and Hechav, we how problematic it got. Again, there was death again. They almost did what Cain did. They thought of killing him. They decided not to kill him, to throw him into the bowl and kill him not in the hand, but let him die by himself. Then they sold him to be a slave. But in the end, we see the tikkun. We see them together. We see them burying Yaakov together. We see them living together. And we see Yosef forgiving his brother. We see Yosef understanding the bigger picture. We keep seeing how this improves. And the last siblings that we see working together, we don't even see rivalry. And that... Eretzak says, is Moshe, Aharon, and Miriam. We see them working together, taking the morals from Sefer Bereshit, and showing us how to work together as siblings. The last time someone offered an offer that, uh, the, something that Rav Samet wrote a long paper about, called Ele Toldot Yaakov. And that's the way the story starts. Yaakov, Aviv, Yaakov. That's the way the entire story started in Perek Lamed What is Toldot? So there's a big controversy between the Parashanim, what exactly it is. And Rav Samet down Lashbam. Rosh says the idea of Teredot is to show not only how he had children, but how he had grandchildren, how he was able to create a family. This story, the story about how Yaakov almost lost part of his family, how the sons of Yosef were almost away from the family because they live in Egypt and they're far away, and how Yehuda almost loses his family as well, how the children of Yehuda almost disappear from the family. And the story teaches us how, in the end of the day, Yaakov was able to have the Toradot, and how B'ashgachat Hashem, Yaakov was able to make a family with the Banim, u'v'nei Banim. We saw three different answers to what the moral of the story is. Answer number one, the way that Hashem runs the world, teaches us about the Hashgachah. Answer two was about personal relationships, about sibling rivalries. And answer three was about how the Hishtadlut of the people, how they worked hard in order to create a family, and to be able to make their Toradot. Shabbat Shalom.